Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt DeBritz. Saturday, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, 6 p.m., ESPN2, Cuse.com for radio. First things first, got to talk about Jesse Edwards. He's out for the season. He broke his left wrist versus Boston College on Tuesday. Happened towards the end of the game. I posted the video on my Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Check it out. It's not gruesome. He just falls backwards and breaks his wrist. Big loss for Syracuse. He's having a great year statistically and overall. 12 points per game, 6.5 rebounds, 60% from the floor, 2.8 blocks, which is top 20 in the NCAA. But it's not just that. It's his presence that helps Syracuse. You know, intimidating guys coming to the basket, correcting defensive mistakes by the top line, also running the baseline a ton. And it's a huge loss. It's going to make it difficult on Syracuse to make a run towards the end of the season. Syracuse in a four-game winning streak. Can they keep it up against Virginia Tech? We'll see. So what will the lineup look like? Jim Beheim said on one of the many platforms she's on, Frank Aslam will start. He mentioned going small at times with Jimmy at center, meaning Torrance would probably be playing and Jimmy at center. I don't love that lineup because anyone that's got any sort of athletic ability that's in the middle for any team would kill that lineup. Uh, Sidibe will play a role, Jim Beheim said. He said the last two years, obviously he hasn't played because of his injury. It's been really hard for him to get back because of the immersion of the two other centers, Edwards and Anselm. And now that there's an opportunity, he thinks he will play more. Also because he needs more than just two minutes at a time where he's been getting. He needs at least five to ten minutes. He thinks Sidibe will play probably 15 or 20 minutes. So that's Good news in that front, while not having Edwards and having a player of his caliber really hurts Syracuse, it could make for a really great comeback story for Barama Sidibe because he hasn't really played at all in two seasons. He's been injured so much, and when he played two years ago, he was on a streak of six straight games where he had double-digit rebounds, first player since Rick Jackson did that since 2011, and... Within those six games, he had three games where there was a double-double, so he's got capability to do so. You know, Conversely, if you look at Frank Anselm, he's a great dunker around the basket. One of my group members, Ben Bassett, loves that because Ben loved people that dunked and still does love people that dunk, so that's why he likes Frank. But you know, just comparing him to, to Sidibe when Sidibe was a lot better, Aslam's never had more than seven points per game, six rebounds, and he only had one block in a game. So will it increase now that he's playing more? I would think so, yes. But also with him playing more, he might be more in foul trouble just like Edwards would. So it's going to be very interesting. Can John Bullock play a role that hasn't played? Can Benny Williams get the burn or the opportunity or that one play that I think he just needs to get him going? Maybe. Maybe he'll play center in the smaller lineup at times. This is what coaching is about. You have to really adjust sometimes when your team is down or your team has something going on. And I got to hand it to Jim Beheim this season. He's turned things around. That Pittsburgh loss was bad. The team looks completely different. Cole Swider is a perfect example of that. Beheim's been saying that all season, that Cole Swider is a difference maker. Something like that, right? Well, in these last four games, the guy's on fire. 
17.3 points per game. He's shooting over 70% from three, still getting his six rebounds. And why I think he's shooting so well from three is because he's setting himself up with a two. And what I mean by that is he's playing within himself, just like I've talked about numerous times in this podcast. My guests have Matt Rowe, John Oliver, talked about knowing your role and knowing when to shoot, when not to shoot, what play you should take. And I think Cole Swider's really taking that in. And he's shooting 58% from two. Overall, he's shooting 66%. So when you shoot 74% from three and you're shooting 66% overall and 58% from two, something's changed. And I think he's got this good move where it's one dribble, a pump fake, and a foul line jump shot. Almost like an up and under move at the foul line. And I think if he gets a couple of those early in the game, his confidence level just goes sky high. And then he's gotten more shots in rhythm when he's running the floor and he's gotten more easy buckets around the basket. If he can continue the streak, then it definitely will surge Syracuse. I think he's going to have to do even a little bit more, which is tough to ask if a guy's shooting this well. But maybe he has to score a few more points. Maybe he has to just get more rebounds because Edwards won't be there. So he and Edwards had similar rebound numbers, but maybe Cole Swider has to get more rebounds now and keep up that hot shooting. Of course, Jimmy and Buddy will have to do more. Joe Girard will have to do more. What will we get out of Joe Girard? Sometimes good, sometimes bad. You know, three-pointer he made against Boston College, fading out of bounds, tough shot. Bad turnovers, though, can't have those against Virginia Tech. They're a better team than Boston College, although they lost to Boston College. And that's the funny thing. Virginia Tech and Syracuse are so similar in so many ways. In record, Syracuse 13-11, Virginia Tech 14-10. Syracuse 7-6 in the ACC, Tech 6-7. Virginia Tech shoots 42% from three, which is second best in the country, only behind South Dakota State. Syracuse shoots the three 38%. Virginia Tech has 9.4 three-pointers made per game, and Syracuse 8.9, one-two in the ACC. When Edwards was in the lineup, all five Syracuse starters averaged double figures in scoring. Now, Anselm in, that's not the case. Virginia Tech, very similar. Four or five guys in their starters average double figures. One averages 8.9, the same Storm Murphy. Quite a name. His mother's name was Storm. He was born in a snowstorm. Watch out for him tomorrow just because of his name. But their main guy is Kevin Aluma, averaging 15.3 points per game. Team's leading scorer. He averages 19 points a game at home in ACC play and 6.5 rebounds. He's an inside-outside guy. He's a transfer from Wolford. At, at Wolford, he was mostly an inside guy. He's developed an outside shot. He will be a problem for Syracuse. Just so many factors. He didn't have a good game against them last year. They held him to two points. Hopefully, they can look at the game film and see what they did, but he's a better player this year, and he can shoot the three better much like the rest of the team, as I mentioned. A little deeper dive, Virginia Tech has shot 50% in five straight games for the first time since 2004 and five. So they're taking good shots and they're making good shots. Even deeper, in the first half, they're shooting 61% from three. So what's that tell you? They really need to get out on the shooters, force more drives and more twos because Virginia Tech shoots the three very well, second best in the country, 42%. 
They're shooting it very well in the first half of games, which means they get into a rhythm. Got to have to disrupt that rhythm somehow. If that means chasing guys off the three-point line, so be it. Make them go to the basket and make it two. This is a very interesting game just because both teams on a winning streak, both teams fighting for their NCAA tournament lives. Syracuse, on one hand, just lost their center, who's been very productive. And I think this is the type of game where somebody you have no expectation for does something, whether it's on Virginia Tech, whether it's on Syracuse. I think it's more of a chance to happen on Syracuse with Edwards out. Sadibe probably coming in more than he's played all season or two seasons. Anselm getting more minutes. I'm hoping for Benny Williams. I'm hoping this is Benny Williams' game where he breaks out, where he gets that block, where he gets that dunk, where he gets that opportunity, where he just makes that play and things change for him. Because I keep having this feeling it's going to happen. It still hasn't happened, but might as well be Saturday. All right, that's all I got for the Dome Dog Podcast preview of the game tomorrow. I'll be on Facebook during the game. I may post a video of this pod maybe tomorrow morning before the game. Enjoy it. The Dome Dog Podcast is brought to you by Zalstone Jewelry. Live luxury lifestyle. Anyone who orders now until the end of February will receive a 20% off website price. Just mention Dome Dog Podcast in the shipping instructions. Zalstone.com, Z-A-L-S-T-O-N-E.com or on Instagram at Zalstone Diamonds. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast, now available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, and more. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash domedogpod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D.